All right, Mel Tucker gets a win. He ends a four-game losing streak. I mean, I, I don't know what it was like nationally, but I know locally I, I felt bad for the man because everybody kept throwing his contract up in his face and what about this and you not earning your money. You got How relieving do you think that game was for them winning it in double overtime against Wisconsin? I think it was big, you know, you know, it might be the understatement of the year, right? And you think about all the success that Michigan State had last year, then you think about the new, the new contract. And, you know, that's just not – listen, Coach Franklin's going through the same thing right now, too, yeah. when you talk about contracts. And, yeah. And all these guys, uh, you know, you can look at Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher, uh, yeah. Yeah. When you start to make the kind of money that, that – the coaches now are are in a position to make, uh, you're going to be criticized. And, and it's going to be harsh when things aren't going the way that the people and the fan base believe that it should go. And one of the first things that people are going to say, particularly for, you know, some guys that haven't been head coaches for, for a long time, is, okay, was he the right guy? How do we know this was fit? Then they go back and they start looking at tape and they start looking – well, you know, they barely won this game, you know. So that's part of the deal. But that's part of, you know, why you're the head coach. I mean, you've got to find a way to, uh, you know, try to maneuver through that personally. you got to work through it. But really, you got to worry about that team. you got to make sure that they're playing at the best level that they can. And, and I know you spend time around the program, I, and I have too. And I know what, he's, what he wants out of these guys right. is – the style of play he wants. I mean, he's doing all the right things, but it is a process to, to uh, mold a team into the image that you want, particularly when you have as much turnover as, you know, as they've had there. And, and listen, a lot of people would point to, you know, well, Kenneth Walker and all the success he had, man, it, it, those dudes are few and far between. <laughs> it is, but, is, but I keep telling people, Right, but I keep telling people, like, they actually just won a lot of games off of, I thought, just believing that whole keep chopping. They just believed in the system because Walker, Walker really didn't help them win four games last year, but everybody forgot about that. Everybody just remembers the Michigan game, but I remember yeah. the Indiana game where Indiana just held him to almost nothing. North, I mean, Nebraska held him to nothing. You know, there were games where he struggled, but they still mm -hmm. found a way to win, and, and which leads right. me to wonder – I mean, I saw that game against Wisconsin, and you had uh, X coming back. You had Jacob Slade coming back. You had a lot of people coming back on the D-line that they were able to move mm -hmm. Jacoby Winman back to the linebacker spot, which yeah. got me to thinking because Scotty Hazleton is almost like a four-letter word in this area. I mean, people do not like him, the defensive coordinator. <laughs> but it, And then I, I came out with something very unpopular, but I'm like, honestly, guys, it may be the Jimmys and the Joes. Like, maybe they don't have the players that they need. It reminded me a lot of back when Pat Narduzzi was here, and he told mm -hmm. us, like, everybody wanted him to run out of town, and he was like, guys, I don't have my players yet. But mark my words, when I get my players, you're going to see a different defense out there. Hence, the no-fly right. zone came in, a lot of guys going to the NFL. Because I look, and I'm like, they don't have a ton of NFL-caliber players on this defense. Yeah. But you saw the difference just when Slade and X makes it back to the lineup, how you can now mm -hmm. move different people around. And the defense yeah. was, 
I mean, for the last two games, even though Ohio State scored a ton of points, first of all, that was Ohio State, but the defense looked yeah. a lot better than what they did against Minnesota, where, my goodness, Minnesota didn't punt the ball all day. I know there's an article written, and you mentioned this 50-plus you know, guys that, that have left the program, and I, I want to say the majority of those guys had to step down in level. Yeah. Uh, as far as, as uh, the, Division the two, group of, of five, play. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, that, that speaks volumes itself. But, you know, I also think that Mel Tucker's not going to use that as an excuse. I think what you have to do is, is just, listen, the same thing is happening, but, but they're a little further, they're further along right now. But it's taking Maryland some time mm-hmm. with Mike Loxley and what yeah. they're doing out there um, to, to get to the point where they are right now, where, you know, they have the, the, you know, the quarterback that they want, although he got banged up last week, but they have the wide receivers that are difference makers. But it's in the, the offense and defensive line where things always have to change when you're talking about making that jump, right, mm-hmm. to where the Ohio States of the world are, where the, the Michigan is right now. That is a big jump yeah. uh, for a lot of the teams in the East, or a lot of teams really in this conference to get to. And, it, and it's not easy. Uh, but it, So it takes time. So right now, Michigan isn't going anywhere right. at all. I mean, right. it looks, this thing looks like a well-oiled machine to where they are now. The trick now for, for Coach Tucker and his staff is to continue to do a great job of evaluating east to you know east to west, north to south, as far as the players concerned. Uh, be, be able to plug in some of those guys when when you talk about going into the transfer portal. One of the things that and, and this isn't a knock on you know guys that are that are heavy into the transfer portal because it, it's really what it is. But I look at the transfer portal and a lot of coaches look at it as NFL free agency and guys go into NFL free agency and they make these big splashes, but why did they have to make those big splashes and go after these players? Right. Because the NFL side, they make mistakes on guys they drafted. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then you have to go into the, you have to go into free agency and sometimes you have to overpay for players that may be a little bit older. Now, obviously the, it's different at the college game, but it's still the same thing. You're having to plug in because there are deficiencies, whether a player panned out or not, at the college level. And listen, most of the players don't play, pan out. Right. 25, you know, everybody's not going to play. It's just the way it is. Um, so, you know, they kind of have to use the portal to get into it. But the, the better job you can do uh, evaluating and getting the right people into your program, which I think Coach Tucker is, is continuing to do, the better the program is going to be because that's where it has to go. You have to continue to, to elevate the recruiting if you want to compete. And that's with divisions. Yeah. Uh, we ain't even talking about once divisions go away because I firmly <laughs> believe that's going to happen. So we ain't got to that part yet. So, you know, you got to be able to take advantage of the opportunities when, when they're out there. But, you know, I think they'll be able to bounce back and it'll be interesting to see how, you know, they ultimately respond. Uh, in the next game to see what Michigan State is is really about. But we talk about the defense, but offensively, and I'll say this real t- quick too, the old line has not been playing anywhere near where they need to play to be able to keep the quarterback upright mm-hmm. and be able to get the running backs uh, to the first level, back to the line of scrimmage, 
forget getting them to the second level. Right. The backs have had a struggling time just getting to the line of scrimmage. Now that's where Kenneth Walker the ball That's where Kenneth Walker showed a lot of Barry Sanders in him, where he and you're seeing that in the league now. He you know what? Just give me the ball. Give me a little crease. I can do the rest. Where mm-hmm. most running backs need to see a hole open up, and they need to just yeah. try to get get me through the first level, and I can try to do something to the second level. And you're right. That's this offensive line. It's really bad. I know he's brought in a lot of guys, but they're young. And, yeah. and you know, I had people like, well, why don't you just play the young guys? And unfortunately, but the best example happened during Ohio State with, with Jaden Mangum. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you put a guy out there who shouldn't be out there. Travion Henderson yeah. hit him with 40 pounds of muscle. It mm-hmm. wasn't a dirty hit, but he knocked him out. And I'm like, see, Mangum should have never been out there in the first place. That's why you just mm-hmm. don't play young guys. And, you know, old linemen, you, you, they need time. I mean, most old linemen need like a year or two to bulk up and get bigger and better just to go out there to handle some NFL edge rushers coming at them. Yeah, oh, no doubt. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're recruiting, you know, that that top 25 player in the country that's an offensive lineman. He needs some time, too. Right. You only need to look at Ohio State, and they've got an offensive line with, with some guys that were rated like that. But it's taking them a little time uh, to get going. Um, but that's that's the nature of the position. And not, not to mention, it's just not that one individual. It's the other four, too. Right. And then you count the tight end, so they have to be a cohesive unit. And the only way to be able to do that is, is to get a lot of practice time together and, and to start to form you know, that type of bond as a unit. Because those guys, unlike any other position on the field, all five of those guys have to be on the same page. Exactly. And one of them lets down and, and believes that they see something else then it's a play that's going nowhere. Yep, exactly. But now, And it's funny because you were talking about the transfer portal and, see, this is why I brought you on, Howard. You said it's so much nicer where, you know, it's like NFL free agency and sometimes it just doesn't work out. I've often equated the transfer portal to shopping at the Goodwill store or the Salvation Army. <laughs> the reason being, it's not a knock because sometimes you can find the best value. You find that one knife, like you lost this a knife set, but that one knife that you needed was there, and you complete the set. Or you find something that somebody got rid of that they had no, they didn't know what the value of it was. But most of the stuff in there, probably stuff that people just didn't want, and you could take it, but it's not going to work for you either, and you're going to put it back in there. And that's how I see the transfer portal, because people are like, well, you can just go to the portal. It's like, no, if you're good, you're still on a team. You're not in the portal. You're not leaving. You know, they you find a way to stick around. So I like how you put it. I, I've often <laughs> said it's 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 the it's the Goodwill store, which I've I found some great things there, but most of the this stuff Yeah, most <laughs> of the stuff is stuff that people didn't really want. And yeah, I always say like because people, I'm like, how many people at Michigan State, how many people do you miss that went into the portal? How many kids are you like, man, I wish this kid was here? Yeah, you're right. I, I I guess we don't. Exactly. That's how everybody else kind of feels when they, like, I'm sure Wake Forest was probably saw the Kenneth Walker stuff and was like, really, we let this guy go? Really? But then they yeah. had still two good running backs in and of himself. Uh, you brought up something. I Maybe we'll talk about this on Thursday about the expansion. Because I still got a theory, man. I don't think USC and UCLA are ever going to make it here. With the college mm. football expanding, 
it's one of those, let's think this through, guys. Maybe we should just stay here in the Pac-12 and we could always make it in. Because let's look at what Nebraska and Penn State did when they joined the Big Ten. Things mm-hmm. weren't as rosy as they thought, but we we'll, we'll we'll get to that on we'll get to that a little bit later on. But Howard, I appreciate you joining me on here, folks. He's going to be with me. This is Howard Griffith. You see him on the Big Ten Network. You see behind him, he's got Super Bowl trophies, <laughs> set records at Illinois. This guy's the man, and I was fortunate enough to have him join me here on the Five Star Zone for Howard. This is Rico. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Keep subscribing. And we will be back later on this week.